So what's the big problem with wealth creation? How do people like us, who didn't inherit a boatload of money, who are investing and building wealth from our own blood, sweat and tears, how do we invest in a way that gives us remarkable results and become financially free before retirement age? I don't know about you, but I am sick of hearing from wealth gurus and experts who don't walk their own talk and prescribe strategies that are a one-size-fits-all approach. For self-made people like you and me, I'm here to tell you that you don't need to be superhuman or already wealthy to reach financial freedom earlier than 65. This is the Alternative Investing Podcast. Hey guys, welcome back to the podcast. In today's episode, I want to talk about the challenge that most investors face, which is why they cannot perform, they cannot win unless the market is rising. In other words, unless there is organic capital growth, you lose as an investor. But what do you do when the markets are volatile or worst case scenario, they may even turn to custard if things continue the way they're going? I want to tell you a real quick story about my own journey. In 2009, I had amassed a reasonably good property portfolio. I had, you know, the the usual challenges. I was floundering with what should I buy next? Who should I put my trust in? All of the advisors that I went to seemed to have my best interest at heart, but then I noticed they were all getting remunerated based on referrals they made. And I was sort of getting a little bit disenchanted with, you know, like, how can we keep going? I knew we were about to hit up against a borrowing limit. And I, I just wasn't really sure what to do next. And then I stumbled across the world of alternative investments backed by real property. And it was really a game changer for me. And what I really felt was I could see how if you got into the right circles and got access to the right investments, that this could be a total game changer. But of course, like everyone, I made a lot of mistakes initially, got a few cuts and bruises. And then as I started to find my feet, I noticed that my success rate started to climb. And, you know, I haven't really looked back. I went from being at least 25 years out from financial freedom and I shaved that down to just a few short years. So at that time, I was at home with young boys. I was really looking for a better way of approaching investments. And I wanted very much that sustainable passive income that I could bank on in order to create the sort of financial freedom that we were looking for. Now, I'm telling you this because I realized that when I could step out of the lone wolf model of investing uh, and more into this collaborative model, my results changed exponentially. I realized that when I started rubbing shoulders with people who had the results I wanted and who were happy to let me, you know, in on how the game worked, that was what was really the thing that shaved my timeline to hitting the goals that I wanted. So the three choices that I see that people have right now in the current climate are number one, do you stick your head in the sand and wait for the storm to pass and just hope and pray that you're not robbed of too much of your wealth if things go south? Or number two, do you keep doing what worked yesterday and just pray that the setback or the stagnant period is minimal? Or number three, do you level up your game, your thinking and your network and start to look for opportunities which not not only offer you protection against volatility, but help you defend and grow what you have? So here's my thesis, guys. There has never been a better time in history to collaborate with the experts, level up and stay in control of your decision making. I cannot tell you how sick and tired I am to hear, you know, people who've worked so hard for their wealth only to put their faith in someone else and then be robbed of a significant portion of that. You know, not because the person meant 
to lose their money, but they were just forced into investing in assets that were at the mercy of the markets. They had no control over the decision making and they had to hope that the person they gave the money to was going to do the right thing by them. The other thing I want to kind of really emphasize is we need to find better quality investments that actually do generate strong predictable cash flow. I think this old fashioned idea that it's a 45 year plan to retirement is growing thin for people. You know, we don't you know, live to work. We should be working to generate a little bit of momentum for ourselves so that we can design the life that we want, have the impact that we want. And then the third piece I really feel is that we've got to stop looking only at assets and investments that only win in a boom cycle. If we can start to look beyond that, if we can look for asset classes, which maybe don't pay such insane returns, you know, like eight to 12%, but which can offer you that predictability and sustainability of cash flow. Again, that is what delivers financial freedom for you, not having a ridiculously high net worth. So if I were going to reflect on what I want to share with you guys as the real lessons here, it's very, very simple. Number one, if wealth matters to you, stop abdicating decision-making today. Start finding people, partners to align with, to collaborate with and ride their coattails. Now, I say that with, uh, you know, great affection, but essentially when you can find people who are experts in a specific strategy, who have the track record, who are ethically sound, who know their stuff, who are generous in sharing their wisdom and knowledge, that is when you can get a glimpse into the world of how the ultra wealthy think and act. Find those people who have the results that you want and who will essentially let you play with them. The second thing I would say is you need to invest in education. A lot of people are looking for the quick fix, the silver bullet. They don't want to know anything. They don't want to learn anything. They're almost looking for someone who will take their money for them and, you know, just hope that in a few years time when when you need that money back, that it's actually been increased in value or it's actually grown. And you know, they're not prepared to invest. And I would say to you, the single most valuable thing you can do as an investor is invest in knowledge first. I think too many of us are so quick to want to pull the trigger and do deals that we let money burn a hole in our pocket. We rush out and we make investment decisions. And I see it all the time, particularly with people who are grappling with just desperate intent to get their foot in the door on a property investment, for example. They just try and get to that first little milestone and then they rush out and either give it to a buyer's agent or, you know, invest in something where maybe they haven't fully understood what it is they're trying to achieve. If you can invest in a little bit of education, then what happens is you start to be able to discern different quality of decision-making. So for example, I had a young girl that I knew over a long period of time who came to me. She had a very small uh, sum of capital and she wanted to buy her first investment property. So I showed her that if she bought that investment property, that this is where she could potentially be in five to 10 years. But if she could hold out just a little bit longer, then she could go and buy this much better caliber of property over here that was actually going to grow. Odds were it was going to grow much more rapidly and give her a better overall outcome. And it was only going to push her you know, objective of getting in down the road another 12 months. And so she did exactly that. And we had a retrospective examination of had she 
made the first investment decision versus the second, where would she be? And all of that came about because she was prepared to invest in education. She understood the value of understanding the implications of different decisions over time. So if you are going to do something to better your level of knowledge around investing in 2023, I would definitely recommend you think about investing in knowledge that will you know, level up your thinking and understanding of how different investment strategies work, particularly in the alternative investing space. The third key thing that I want you to take away is this hugely important distinction between healthy skeptics and cynicism. Now, my rule that I like to describe to my clients is trust but verify. One of the things that is very apparent is that it takes time to get to know, like, and trust people. And, you know, with the benefit of hindsight, you know, everything's crystal clear, but you have to do whatever you can to stack the odds in your favor. And I came across a couple of definitions that I wanted to share with you. A cynic is a person whose outlook is scornfully and often habitually negative. So that is a cynic. And a skeptic is a person inclined to question or doubt all accepted opinions. Now, healthy skepticism is someone who, and I would say I'm a, a relatively healthy skeptic. I definitely have a tendency or have had a tendency to trust people on face value in the past. And I've learned the hard way that by itself, that's no good either. But healthy skepticism is about looking at opportunities and then attempting to poke and prod and ask questions and do the work to find out whether this meets a certain investing criteria. Does it meet my investing rules? And rules are what keeps me safe. Rules are what stops my emotions from having me jump into deals without deeply analyzing whether the investment is both congruent with what I'm trying to achieve and within the risk tolerance that I'm able to accept. So those are the three things that I'm going to suggest is a, uh, the big takeaways. Number one, if wealth matters, stop abdicating. Number two, invest in yourself, invest in education, learn as much as you can about how this alternative investing space works. And number three, learn this concept of trust, but verify. And if you are someone, and I know that it, it's very hard if you've been brought up to be very cynical, it's very hard to make the switch. Um, similarly, if I think my nature is to trust everyone all the time and think everyone's nice, and that's not helpful either. But if you can learn this idea that how you transition to healthy skepticism is by formulating rules, creating guardrails for yourself, and then trying as much as possible to bring that healthy skepticism to the table. So here's where I want to leave it with you guys today. The question you have to ask yourself is how much does it matter to you if your wealth is not only preserved, but actually grows over the next five years? How much does it actually matter to you to be at the mercy of the markets where sentiment drives everything? And if the answer is that it does matter to you, then it's time to take action. It is absolutely time to get on the front foot. I cannot stress this enough. I said it at the beginning, there has never been a better time in history to be aligned with deal makers and trusted advisors who are trailblazers in their space and who can light the path for you so that you stay safe. Until next time, take care, guys. You've been listening to the Alternative Investing Podcast. If you're feeling frustrated that despite doing everything right in the property investing playbook and you're no closer to financial freedom, then head on over to incosiwealth.com to learn more about how you can use alternative investments to catapult your investing income 
and blend strategies to shave decades off your timeline to financial freedom. See you on the next episode.